And it's exciting to be a part of it, each of us in our own families, because families really are the building block of everything. And they always will be because that's the way God made the world. So our reasonable service to is to God. We aren't servants to our children in that we're giving them whatever they want. Our work is directed at them. Our love and efforts are um, generous towards them and nurturing towards them and building them up. But we are servants of the living God executing a role that he has assigned to us. So it, so we are servants of God who have been given a job with a job description, with a position, with authority. Hi, you found the Simply Convivial podcast, short but meaty episodes helping you banish overwhelm and perfectionism so you can manage family life cheerfully and competently. What is convivial? Convivial means doing life together with joy. It's the home atmosphere that we want as moms, but most of us find it's not our default setting. As moms, we are the atmosphere of our home. So we need to choose joy and become the convivial tone of our home. I'm Misty Winkler, homeschool mom and author of the book, Simplified Organization, Learn to Love What Must Be Done. I'm here to help you organize your attitude and dig into the good work that God has called you to do. I'm glad you've joined me today. Today I have a clip from a recent weekly seminar inside Convivial Circle. Every week inside Convivial Circle, I show up live and talk for 20-ish minutes on our monthly topic, which was service in January. Now, our job as mom is definitely a service job, but that doesn't mean that we are our kids' servant, following their every beck and call. So I wanted to share this clip from the beginning of the month where I talked about what a servant mindset means and also what it doesn't mean. So grab a basket of laundry to fold while you listen and let's dig in. Service reminds us of our purpose. And so no matter what we're doing, we want to have our purpose in mind. We want to know why we're doing what we're doing because how we do what we do matters just as much, if not more, as doing the thing. Because we can clean our kitchen and be bitter and resentful while we clean the kitchen, or we can clean the kitchen and be cheerful about it. <laughs> both options get a clean kitchen in the end. Both options have a a woman taking the same action, but her purpose and her motivating internal narrative about the work that she's doing matters than what she's actually doing. 
Now, sometimes it's easy to hear that. I know for a while I heard that truth, like it matters more how you are, <laughs> what you think and what reason, your motivation, your attitude matters more than what you do. And then I took that too far or I misinterpreted and misapplied and said, so it doesn't really matter what I do. But true motivation and true gratitude and a true, good, fruitful, effective attitude does things. In our lives as moms, we do not want to just sit back and say, I feel happy and I am doing things to help myself feel spiritual, feel worshipful feel prayerful. Therefore, what I actually get done in a day doesn't matter. We have to balance. There's always two ditches that we can fall into, right? We can fall into the ditch of noticing all the things that there are to do and being busy about doing them all and be completely missing the point and spin ourselves into stress and bitterness, resentfulness, irritation. The work can produce all these negative responses in us. And then sometimes it, it is those negative feelings we know are wrong. We blame the work for the feelings. And so we reject the work and say, okay, my feelings are wrong. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to have better feelings. So I'm just going to reject the work. The work doesn't matter so much as my attitude and my heart. And so I'm going to get all of that right and ignore the work because the work was to blame for my bad attitude. No, actually, <laughs> we have two things here. We have the work that is good work that God has prepared for us. It is good work to do. And we have our hearts and our minds that God cares about too. God cares about both. And it's possible for them to work together and build one another up. Our good attitude can increase our good works and our good works can improve our attitude. When we do those good works with gratitude and for the purpose of service. So I think that the purpose of service keeps us humble. It's the position of humility, and it allows us to still have a level of ambition while remaining humble. Service is a key purpose, and it's biblical. <laughs> so that's a perk. But it's a key purpose and mindset shift that allows us to have both a desire to improve, an ambition, a desire for more while remaining humble. Because sometimes that desire for more or better comes out of a self-seeking mindset, right? A self-seeking purpose where I feel like I should be better. So I'm going to work on being better. And it's all about me and improve, improving myself, self-help, and what we want is to be focused on God, grateful to God for our salvation. 
And we want that gratitude to well up within us. The title of today's talk is your reasonable service, which is a phrase from Romans, which it's worship that is your reasonable service. But the worship that God requires includes corporate worship, includes personal prayer and meditation and being in the word. And it includes doing the good works that God has put in front of us, right? God has created good works for us to walk in. It's part of his purpose for us. So when we walk in them, it's not self-serving. It is others serving, but it's not even that we are servants as in serving other people so much as we are serving God. And we also have to have that point in mind because sometimes we fall prey to the martyr mentality. Oh, I'm doing this for everyone else and not me. And there's a false humility there, the humble brag, where we really wind up being concerned about our own self-image and we build that up within ourselves by doing things for others out of a sense of our own, what we should, our own idea of what we should be. And it doesn't quite work and we get resentful and we are tempted into that martyr mindset when we are trying to be subservient to other people and find satisfaction and joy in subservience to other people when really we are servants of the living God, which is totally different. And it produces a totally different attitude and mentality and purpose and joy in the work. Okay, I'm going to pull up. This is where we find out which, which version I memorized this in. Not ESV, it turns out. All right. I must have learned it as a kid. Let me see. Yep. Okay. So King James, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Oh, yeah. Or was the new King James that I memorized it in, which is not on this list. So I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So it's not just our hearts and our feelings and our attitudes without any action that God wants given over to him. He does want that. But if we actually do that, it will result in us offering our bodies, our hands, our movement to him in worship as well, in service. It is reasonable. This is totally to be expected if you understand who God is, what he does, what he's doing in the world, and that he has asked us to take part in his mission in the world. That's really, truly incredible that we get to participate in God spreading the gospel and his kingdom in the world. And the primary way that we do that as wives and mothers is in our home with the people that God has put in our home. And that can look like all kinds of things, 
But that is such a primary way that God works that he does it in every family and asks half of humanity (laughs) to really focus in on building people up and nurturing them in homes and units and that connection and being fed physically and emotionally and spiritually. And it's this metaphor that just builds out. And mothers are the primary actors in that service. And this is beautiful and it's incredibly effective. It's so incredibly effective that the world, the flesh and the devil are aimed at really disengaging that work as much as they can. And they've been pretty good at undermining women's work in this way for over a hundred years now. And we, I think that there is a movement right now to reclaim that and it's exciting and it's exciting to be a part of it. Each of us in our own families, because families really are the building block of everything. And they always will be because that's the way God made the world. So our reasonable service to is to God. We aren't like, we aren't servants to our children in that we're giving them whatever they want. And we are like, we say, yes, sir, no, sir, to them doing the things that will make them happy. Our work is directed at them. Our love and efforts are um, generous towards them and nurturing towards them and building them up. But we are servants of the living God, executing a role that he has assigned to us. So So we are servants of God who have been given a job with a job description, with a position, with authority. And so that human dignity is also an important thing to maintain while living as servants, seeing the needs around us and doing what we can to alleviate suffering, to um, nurture and feed in literal and metaphoric ways. And then also to discipline and instruct and bring up. Mothers are the primary teachers of their children. No matter what schooling options you choose, it is the mother's position to be the primary voice of wisdom for her children. And we get that cred by the love, by the tender care and mercy that we've given them their whole life. And that raises them up into effective people out in the world themselves, right? So we're expanding the kingdom in this way by pouring ourselves out in our homes and the people who are there, whether born into our home, visiting our home, temporarily in our home. God puts the lonely in families, scripture says. Our homes sometimes hold an odd collection of individuals for shorter or longer periods of time. But whoever is in our home 
is a person that God has put there and says, serve me by ministering to this person. And that could just be feeding them. And it could just be giving them the experience at this point of being in a family home and knowing that's still a thing. That's a big deal right now. And how wonderful that we are called and given the position and the ability to show that picture to the world. Marriage and a family home are a picture of the gospel, which is one reason why it's so under attack right now. It's not unrelated. Not only is a man and a woman being joined in marriage, a picture of Christ and the church, but all throughout scripture, God also speaks of himself as a father to children. And these kind of family and home, right? Heaven is a home that Jesus is preparing for us. So Jesus is homemaking and he asks us to do that here in the world, preparing people for the eternal home, building people up, raising people up toward that glory home. And whether we like it or not, and whether our marriages and homes are good examples and good pictures of the gospel, they just actually are pictures of the gospel and they're either telling the truth or lying. And so right now, all kinds of lies are out in the culture that center on the family, because if you lie about the family, that's an effective way to lie about God, just humanly speaking. And we are building homes that we desire to be telling the truth about God, about Jesus, about salvation, about sanctification, about glorification. And that's our mission. And so that's why we as women can link arms here in community because we've been given this common calling and we're each to work it out in our own particular set of circumstances. But we have a unifying purpose and mission, whereas men are given all kinds of different things. Women are put in the center of the home to be a central gravitational pull, giving the church and the culture gravity, a centeredness. And even if we do other things, we can move out from our homes, but our home is our center point because that's where the gospel is being lived metaphorically. There's a lot of satisfaction that we can find and dignity and joy and purpose and meaning in doing the dishes, in doing the laundry, in putting dinner on the table again, because it's what God has called us to, and we are serving him. It is our uh, grateful response of praise. We received the gospel, the real, the real deal gospel straight from Christ. And then he says, now work this out in your own life. And here are some of the ways that I proclaim the gospel in the world through you. 
And a huge one is family and marriage and home. It's important. So every functioning family is gospel light in the world. We are offering God's service in our small individual home units and it's meaningful and God loves it. God delights in it. And so we can too. So our reasonable service is one of joy and purpose in duties. Duty is not opposed to joy. God made us for a reason. So the more we operate in the purpose that he has given us, the more joy we have because we're living consistently with the way we were created. And the farther and farther we pull from that design, the more miserable and destructive we are. So there, because we're creatures, there is a duty. The more we resist that and pull the other way and deny it and try to do our own thing, the more unhappy, the more destructive, the more miserable we are. And the more we embrace it and love it and embody it and work with it and fulfill it and are fruitful in it, the more satisfaction and joy we have. So it's, are we working with the grain or with or against the grain of what God actually designed us for? So how's your mindset about your work that you have to do at home? Throughout the month of January, we talked a lot more about getting clarity through definition work about service and servant leadership and misconceptions about both. All those replays are inside Convivial Circle. But if you need to start from ground zero with your mindset, particularly about housework, then the place to start is actually module one of my course, Organize Your Attitude. You can get the text of this lesson delivered to you for free. Just go to simplyconvivial.com story. This lesson will teach you how to recognize the story that you are telling yourself about your life in your head and help you revise that story into one that is more true. You can find that for free at simplyconvivial.com story. It will help you to repent, rejoice, repeat.